Opa Gundam style, everybody. This is Wild Pool Robot. I'm Phoenix, and I use they, them pronouns. I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. It all ends. It did. It all ends. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. We have finished watching Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury. We have finished talking about individual episodes of Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury over this journey of fucking... When did this start? October 2022? Thereabouts? Yeah, it did. That was... I guess... Yeah, it's like a season, right? They took a break for a couple months and there were some production issues because it's a Gundam series. There's production issues. Yippee! But this is like a bit of a different animal, like production issues wise. Somehow I kind of feel like there were a bunch of episodes that went in between like when we dropped off back like last December and when we picked it up again in May. I feel like there had to have been like a few episodes somewhere in there that we just ended up missing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we get into talking about the show as a whole, we there as usual, if you're a listener, you know the drill by now. There's three parts to these ones. First part is us talking about the show as a whole. Second part is us ranking the robots. And third part is us hitting the mailbag. Uh so as for this first part, we're you know just going to talk about G-Witch as a whole, kind of looking back on it in retrospective, uh, given a little bit of time to, you know, kind of cool off on it and, 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 and synthesize yeah. our, our thoughts as a whole. Uh, I guess, okay, what I want to ask off the dome is about where would you rank this? Like, I, I guess on a scale of S to D, that's generally how people rank things even though i'm not going to get into why people shouldn't necessarily rank things like that anyway (laughs) did you like the show phoenix well i don't really know where i would put it on a ranking like that Mm -hmm. but like pretty much the only thing is that i have to say and i think this might be a pretty common opinion is that um i liked the first half more than i liked the second half I just have a really hard time, like, quantifying stuff down to, like, okay, this is what a three-star is, or, okay, this is what S-tier means, this is what B-tier means, this is what... I just yeah, have yeah, a yeah, sure. hard giving stuff numbers. Yeah, I, I think overall I'm with you. I do prefer the first half to the second half. The, the, the sort of first two thirds of the second half are stellar and then they kind of trip near the end and and i think if if the second half's quality was more consistent a lot of things were more consistent i would like the second half better but yeah i don't know there's just something really special about that first half of a it being just a brand new gundam show that people are watching concurrently without knowing anything about it that hasn't been the case since 2015 (laughs) um and also, it's like it, it was a Gundam slice of life, basically. Like, yeah. you, we don't get that in any other Gundam series. It, it's remarkable. It's so different. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, it's like, I liked the first half. Like, I have to say, it's like, I am a Gundam wing liker. And it's like, I know that, like, fumbling the ending and sort of like, so, like, I kind of know it's like, Okay, like, you can't expect, like, the ending to be a bit fumbled and 
stuff to kind of just like start like losing coherence after like the first part but i have to say it's like i think what makes me like sort of like want to like stick along more with that made me want to like stick along a bit more with gundam wing and say if like i was trying to like watch the entire g witch starting like now i probably would end up like falling off during closer to the ending and not finishing it because it's like i gotta say say what you will about like the quality of the writing of mm-hmm. stuff like wing wing was fun sure I mean, I don't necessarily think G-Witch wasn't fun. I think that they... What it boils down to for me is that I think one of G-Witch's biggest problems is that they tried to put... They they tried to make a 36 or more likely 50 episode show into a 24 episode show. And that's why I feel like... Okay, so were were there like secret episodes in like that they aired in like January and February that I just missed? Like yeah, um, we got we got to wait for Taylor's version gotten, to come out. Yeah, maybe we could have gotten like some foreshadowing about the Space Assembly League being shady. But like, yeah, like also I have to say, like pretty much everybody in the show who what who wasn't Sophie. Like, again, and this is sort of, like, what made me kind of, like, like, kind of made me, like, go, like, huh? With Iron-Blooded Orphans, it's like, okay, everybody here is way too hinged for my taste. Like, I like it when, like, I like the parts where it's, like, okay, like, like, these stuff is, like, like, these people are all just, like, kind of, like, bonkers. Like, it's everything from, like, your Zetas to, like, again, Wing. I am a Wing-liker to G. It's, like, I like that sort of thing. And it just feels like maybe it's just me being, like, a dumb baby who's, like, looking for basically the character writing version of somebody, like, jingling keys in front of your face. (laughs) But everybody in these shows... And everybody in, like, a lot of shows that I watched, everybody is just too hinged. I feel as if that might have been a consequence of trying to make it a Gundam show where business is a, is a big focus. You've ha- you, when you do that in the past, you have characters who sort of represent different firms and manufacturers and whatnot. Yeah, you have... Um, you have like your your various interchangeable Anaheim dudes. Yeah, and and it feels like kind of everyone, you know, these students who are in school ostensibly to grow up and raise or grow up and run these companies, they have to sort of have that that stink about them of being sort of sensible business like with it. And you can have some really fun wild character moments within that, but I feel like it it's almost like a tug of war between, you know, wild Gundam characters and I'm John Business. Here's my cool briefcase. We needed like a, so I guess we needed Gundam Wolf of Wall Street. 
I loved I loved the part when Gwell got really fucked up on Quaaludes and tried to pilot the Daryl Bald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like also like the specific types of business that they were doing. It's like both of us live in DC and sort of just like living around a lot of these people and like having to deal with a lot of these people like when i'd be like working returns and retail it would be like oh like a lot of you people have raytheon money yeah (laughs) you can write like satire about like silicon valley people because there is you can write satire you can satirize silicon valley because like the people in silicon valley at least they can be like evil in an entertaining they're yeah they're more characters yeah yeah. there's nothing fun about a defense contractor (laughs) yeah like you could not write like you could not write like anything to like satirize these people like you could do like you can do Silicon Valley, you can do stonks guys, but you cannot do these people. They're just like everybody, it's like everybody there is just like so painful. Everybody there is like painfully hinged, but they're like evil and painfully hinged. Because like everybody who even had like a like they just decided that we are not going to do all of these crazy people since like world war ii ended yeah i don't know the characters a lot of these characters are very very fun to me but a lot of it really does get reframed and this kind of goes back to your point a little bit earlier uh about you potentially falling off if you were watching this show starting now where knowing that it's a 24 episode show and knowing that this is all we get ostensibly is like oh it, it, it suddenly becomes a lot less interesting to me because you look at a character like Shadik, who was really really fun and kind of ended up being very inconsequential in like, like the later parts Prospera. of the show like prospera also got that oh this show that that's one of the wildest things to me she's like the she becomes the primary antagonist and the show just completely hand waves away the fact that she tried to cover the entire earth sphere in a data storm she's just chilling on earth and it's fine it's like i mean it's like she got off like like i mean it's like oh i'm just like a little granny like oh it's like oh, I mean, i'm old it's, woe is me yeah like i am a hundred years old i am going to be watching prune juice and drinking jeopardy from now on mm-hmm. oh I am yeah a- it's it, it it a lot of the characters end up feeling more half baked, and yeah. I I I get it. You need to focus more on the main characters in a limited time show. So we get a ton of stuff for Suleta, right? We get a ton of stuff for Mirene. We get a lot for Gwell, and it, it kind of at that point it starts to drop off a lot. Where sort of the entire Earth house just kind of gets lumped in as just one like massive yeah, like, character. Like like you could pro like I aren't like. You could probably, like, remove, like, at least three of them from the show and nobody would notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's, like, it's nice having these little background characters. But the problem is, it's a Gundam show. 
and everyone is going to needs to kind of have important stuff to do. And, you know, you think back to, I, I guess the equivalent of Earth House is Gundam support teams. Every character on White Base was very important, had a ton to do. Honestly, you know. honestly I expected in, like, stuff like the, like, Noria and Sophie's attacks and also Noria's attack on Anacassia. Like, honestly, I expected a few of them to die. No, it, I... I, I don't want to fall into the trap of nobody died, therefore it's not a more heavy-hitting ending. But nobody died! Yeah, it's like everybody... It's like, wow! What, like, I guess somebody put in an extra shift at the plot armor factory, but it's like nobody... Like, even just, like, one of them dying, not like everybody gets wiped out. Like, even just, like, a couple of them... It goes back to my point I made last episode of how, um, like, data storm sickness. Everyone's talking about how it's this threat that could potentially kill you. And outside of the prologue, exactly one person is killed because of data storm sickness. And then, like, the other, I don't know, three characters that die. Let's see. You know, Sophie dies from data storm. Okay, great. Noria gets shot. She's Her, her suit blows up and, and she gets exploded. It wasn't data storm. Uh, Vim, killed by his own son. Elon, he got put in the easy bake. And then, like, I don't know, there's a bunch of characters in the prologue, but outside of that, what other named important character died? Oh, uh, fucking Fang Jun got shot. And is that it, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it feels... I, mm. I expected Delling, like, somebody to try and make... Delling's Del fine! He's fine! Nothing happened with that! He was just, like, in the bed for the second half of the season, and then he just said... Yeah. Uh, he just says, like, Mirene, do good business. I'm going to go back to my old job now. I love you. What? Huh? What? What? Like, <laughs> like yeah. Like, uh, like, I was, like, I remember, like, my, I was going through, like, my old predictions for, like, what I thought was going to happen in the second half. And <laughs> nothing he, came never, true. Nothing came true. We never oh, saw Mercury. God. We never saw Mercury. Yeah, we never saw Mercury. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. It it's. I don't want to say the show has wasted I potential. Was going to kill Deli. I thought she was going to be a bit more of a shit stirrer. Nothing happened with the whole plot of Prospera knowing who killed her husband because that's not what she's about. But the 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 show can say you know Soleta can look at her and say I'm glad that you chose a path forward instead of revenge. But at the same time. I, it's, it's Who just, are you revenging against? So much what? feels, so much of it just feels half baked. It's almost there for me. I, 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 I think having cooled a tiny bit on it since I finished it, I, I'm gonna put the show at like a high, uh, mid high B. Um, there's just it, it's just it's underbaked. It's a fun show. I enjoy it. I would recommend it to people who haven't. I, like, a modern anime fan who says, I want to get into Gundam, should I watch G-Witch? I would say absolutely, because A, it's 24 episodes. A 50-episode season's a bit harder of a sell. And, you know, it's it's a decent enough litmus test if you to see if you like a show with big robots, because there's plenty of fucking sick-ass big robots. And it, it's very accessible, but I feel like for more hardcore Gundam fans, it definitely is a lot less appealing because it's so much more underbaked than most every series. I noticed like 
I noticed just with seeing like people's reactions to the next episode. And actually I'm kind of thankful that like Twitter was down all day. So like I yeah. could like stew in like my own feelings about this show and like not have like not have like my data set be really corrupted by anybody else's opinion. But right. I noticed there are two like categories of like G-Witch finale reactions. And I guess I'm not real, like there were the people who this was their first Gundam show. And I think that like their reaction seems to be a lot more positive than people who actually know Gundam. Yeah. And I, I, I guess both of us fall into the second camp. Right, yeah, it's 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 really hard to make the comparison between other Gundam shows when so much more of it is fleshed out. Like, yeah, I I I don't want to. It's like, but like, if you like somebody who like this was like their first Gundam, and then like, I don't, I just kind of want to see what the experience would be of like people coming back to this after they've like went out and they've like explored more. I've seen a lot of people saying that they're like going through that like they're currently on Zeta that they're like currently going through Zeta right now that mm -hmm. seems to be the pace a lot of people are going at but like I want to know what will happen when people revisit and they sit and they just like get a feel to know more about Gundam and they actually see it's like hey this kind of feels like it's missing a lot of stuff Right. And I, I'm I'm really curious in my mind how this is going to compare to the as far as I know, the only other Gundam main series that has a single season is uh Reconquista in G. It's like twenty five or twenty six episodes. Um I'm really, really curious how this compares to that because you know the only other shows that have single seasons are like the build shows. And those like, are very much designed like, around that. Wait a minute, like single seasons. That's also like G X Kern A Wing. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, like, I'm I'm sorry, not single seasons, but like twenty, tw roughly twenty five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like I know it's like Seed and like Seed's like its whole own can of worms, and like Double O was like right. But all all of those have fifty episodes. I I like what yeah, I mean to say I is. Know. But, like, pretty much the only thing that, like, this really compares to in length is g Racco, and maybe X, because that one got cut short so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm really interested, because I feel like those are going to be a lot more, uh, those are going to be a lot more apt comparisons, I think. I mean, like, I know that g Racco is kind of in the UC, like, uh, sort of, and obviously X is... Also kind of in the UC, sort of, not really. Um, and, and this is its own timeline, obviously. But yeah, I just, I, I, I wanted to see, and I, I fucking God knows how long it'll take me to get to that point when I can compare these kinds of shows after I've watched them for the podcast. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, what it really boils down to is it, it's a show that I enjoyed and had a really fun time watching weekly. But overall, I, it just, it feels a little bit underbaked and underdeveloped. You know and, like, would you have also dropped it if you were watching it week, if you were trying to watch it all in one go? I, w I, I know I wouldn't, 
but that's because I'm very stubborn and I've like I look I 100% completed Assassin's Creed Odyssey a game that I really didn't enjoy and that took me like over 100 hours of my life so it's not a matter it's a more of a matter of I started this show I'm not gonna fucking like drop it I'm gonna finish it but even then I think I would still enjoy it for the most part like that, that, here's the thing if I was watching it and I wasn't a Gundam fan I definitely would enjoy it more because it goes back to what we're saying of like when you compare it to other Gundam shows, it kind of falls apart. But as its own show, it yeah. might be a little like you you're, you might be a little bit more forgiving just because you don't yeah. have anything to compare it to in that same in that yeah. same field. But um, I like yeah. I mean, d- d- overall, boiling it down, fun show. I give it I give it one thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, you give it one thumbs up to about like a, on like the A to D ranking. Yeah, again, S to D ranking, high B in my mind. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I always say that the, a podcaster's best gift is bad media. I don't think Jewish is bad media, but I do think that it is media that's worth talking about and discussing and, and you know, exploring how it could be improved and changed. And that's that to me is like the most fun part of G witch of yeah. talking with people, like the talking and the theorizing and the expounding upon it. Cause everyone's doing it the same speed in the same context, knowing the exact same amount. And that's what was so fucking fun to me. Yeah. It's like being able to do a Gundam show at while a Gundam show is coming out. That's so novel. And it's like, I have, I honestly have not done something like this. I have not been like, I haven't watched a single TV show as it was airing. Maybe it's because, like, I am slowly transforming into, like, the mythical mecha boomer. Where, like, pretty (laughs) much everything I watch is from, where, like, pretty much everything I have watched is from before I was born. Right. And it's, like, I haven't, I probably have not done this since I was in high school and it was fun but I'm not sure if I'm ever going to do it again yeah I I'm, I'm thinking the the last show that I gosh because a lot of the anime I've watched are things that are like they're adaptations they're things that I know already Jojo's for example like I've read all of Jojo's so watching Jojo's I know everything that happens you know, you have shows like Dr. Stone, you have shows like, um, uh, fuck, why am I blanking out on every anime I've watched? The point is, a lot of the shows I watch are things that I've already kind of read, so I'm watching it as an adaptation. I think the last show that I watched weekly that was its own thing that I was talking with my friends about, and this is going to, like, both turn me into dust and put a target on my neck, it was fucking Kill a Kill. Ten years ago, <laughs> it's it's hard to believe it's all it's almost a decade. But but I think that also goes yeah a the slow march of time. But also b it's, I, I don't get the opportunity or choose to really watch the kinds of shows that are like constantly going on with uh, live yeah. conversation discussion. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I think I think that's part of what makes G Witch really special to me is being able to watch it live with everyone and talk about yeah. it as it was happening. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only time I'll ever do this again is when the next Gundam comes out. And I'm going to be a lot more wary about the next time. I don't know if you will be, but I'm going to be like going in, you know, with this taste of G Witch still in my mouth of, yeah. I hope this isn't 
<laughs> me eating cereal. I hope they don't have production issues. Uh, it's but... like it will. Like <laughs> I mean, it's like I feel like like thinking about like the production issues that like other shows had. Like I keep hearing stuff about how like the behind the about how they might as well have been recording rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, when sure, they, yeah. Them see Destiny or like, um, or like Yas getting sick or like the director or like a bunch of people getting replaced during the second half of Wing. It's right. like a lot of this, it's like, I don't really know what was going on and like we're not really going to get like a story beyond like oh a bunch of golf tournaments were happening so like (laughs) what was happening with g witch like behind the scenes that made it sort of like so interesting until like much later Mm -hmm. so like we're just not going to know we're not gonna know yeah i i i think i think we can boil it down as a whole of it was a pretty fun show to watch that had wasted potential and it'd, it'd be really different with a different context, but that's true yeah. for pretty much everything. I thought that Prospera was going to be a bit more of a shit stirrer and maybe Gule would learn that his dad was a bad person who also hated that he all and remember that he also hated his dad. And we never saw Mercury. Yep. Um, well, man. hey, Phoenix, do you want to delve into a more positive territory and rank some freaking robots? Yeah. Hell I yeah. would love to. First up, we have the Gundam Lafrith, the OG pink and white from the prologue. I like her. She's pink. I like her. She's pink and she's white. I think this is like a solid A tier. This is like a very yeah. clean, very crisp design. Yeah. Uh, we like- have... Good. She's like a very pretty lady. I wanna like I love her. I like her. She's nice. Uh we also have the Lafrith pre-production type. This is the kind of Lafrith in that sort of uh dark teal. It has the big funnel canisters on the back. It's not as kind of not as spiky. It's a little bit more rounded, a little more dull colored, but it's kind of meant to be more dark and less flashy. It's good. I don't think it's as exciting as the regular Lafrith is. Yeah, yeah, but like I still, I just really like the Lafrith. I, 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 I honestly think this is also this is like a low A to me. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put her next to the other Lafrith. Yeah, yeah. Because they're sisters. Um, yeah, ladies stick together. Yeah. Uh, now we have the um, the Heingra, which is the uh, it's it, it's one of the Dominicus suits. It's like brown with pink uh, visors. It, purple. It, uh, yeah, purple pink. It, it's like it looks like an IBO suit for sure, and I'm pretty sure that Ipe Gyo designed like, it. Although, like the brown, oh, Ibikawa. the brown and purple color palette was a choice. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I just I don't like the weird feet. It has like the suction cup looking feet. Oh, I forgot it, about that. Yeah, I. It, it looks a little bit too doofy. I think it's like yeah. eh, like a C C tier. I'm pretty sure that for every, that like, I can probably say this with absolute certainty, just based on who made these different suits. Um, wait, it looks, wait, I thought that like everything other than the Michaelis, um, 
Grassley is just going to absolutely end up getting cooked here. Yeah, Gra I, I, I agree. Grassley's seats kind of suck shit. I don't know. This is like a C tier for me. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's, like um, it's not like offensively bad, but it's just like it's lame. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of bland, and it's yeah. other beyond like how beyond like the choice of color palette. Right. Uh, speaking of cool color palette, we have the Bagir Bayou, which is the antagonist suit from the prologue. It's the Frieza-looking motherfucker. It's really sharp. Yeah. It's like a weird Cubelay bug thing. Oh uh, yeah, the bigger My hot take is that this isn't as exciting as everyone says it is. There's something yeah. weird. Yeah. I, th there's something about the way that those big fins kind of stick onto the back of the skirt. It just looks really. The proportions look really, really weird to me in a way that makes it just doesn't doesn't look that exciting. I don't really care for the head either. I know it looks like a cool praying mantis head, but. I, I like when the mobile suit kind of has a face to it, and this doesn't really have a face, so I, I'm kind of left looking. Yeah, yeah, it like it's like I know that like I like it's like it kind of feels like somebody tried to mess with the cubelay. Yeah, but and you can't mess with the cubelay. Yeah, I it's it's B. It's better than the Heingra, but it's not a yeah. Lafrif. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now we have the star of the show, everyone's favorite little sister, Gundam she can Ariel. Fly. She, she can fly, she can dance, S-tier. S-tier, easy, easy S-tier. Like, it, the, the, just the cool, the cool shape, her thick thighs, the, 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 the much lighter, almost like powder blue on the chest. Oh, mwah, delightful. Yeah. Love the Ariel. Yeah. Uh, Easy. Moving on to the demi trainer, the the I guess gym equivalent kind of of this show. Uh, I will be honest. Demi trainer is also an S tier for me personally. I love this thing so much. I love how just kind of like stubbly it is. It's just like a big fucking tiny beefy thing. Oh, it's so funny looking. I love it. It's a, just a. It's a little chunky guy. It's a, and it has that really that really nice like very pale olive with white gray accents and then you have that one that splash of red on the cockpit and and the 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 nice dome head it's big like mitten hands oh I like, it's it's just it's cute it's cute is what it is what do we what do we think I I can I convince you to put this in S or is this like a A to you a B I think I would put it like um I do like the murder healies <laughs> yeah. For me, that was just Choo Choo's custom. Right, well, she, and Choo Choo gets her own entry on this, because hers is different enough. But as for the regular Demis, what do we think? Like, A tier? Yeah, like, I would put them below the Lifrips. Yeah, that's fair. All right, yeah. L low A for for the Demi. Uh, what, what about Choo Choo's Demi? Do we like it more, or do we like it less? I gotta say I like it more, but maybe it's just because if you took, a, like, a big, long look in the... In like my wardrobe as of late, I just wear like a lot of like mustardy. I wear like a lot of mustardy colors. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it looks worse, honestly. I don't like the the scope in the middle makes its head look a lot less silly. Uh, it, the big gun is cool and all, but I, I the color scheme is a little less interesting to me because it loses that very pale olive in. And I'm not I'm not a mustard person personally. Um. I, I mean, I think we could split the difference and, like, put it... I, I think it's fine being next to the Demi. I like... Yeah, like, I like it. It's, like, it kind of... Ma it matches my wardrobe. Like, yeah. 
Choo Choo, it's like kind of an interesting choice because she has like that big, like all that pink hair and she's wearing like that big pink jacket. Like it's kind of an interesting choice for her. Yeah. Uh, okay, next up we have the Delonza. Yeah, not like, not, you know, not this is the regular Delonza. This is this is the teal one. Heck and chonker. Heck and chonker. It's a big bug. It's cool. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that like Grassley is going to get cooked. I think that like Jaturk is going to be like of all like the corporations from there. I think that like Jaturk has like the best batting average. Yes, yes. Uh, Grassley's gonna get cooked, and Jaturk is doing the cooking. This this is yeah. an A tier. This is an A tier suit for me personally. Yeah, yeah. Like I love it. Like let's maybe I- play. Let's like put it above the demi trainer. But yeah, I, I my thoughts exactly between the Lafriths. Not as good as Lafrith, better than the demi. Yeah. Um, yeah. and now we have. This I don't think gentlemen. I I don't think this next one's going to be much of a contest. We have Gwell's Delonza, a giant pink it. beetle. Like I love it. It's just like so ridiculous. I, I Feather in his hat. I still think it had like the giant poofy feather that I have no idea where they got that from. <laughs> they killed a big ass bird. Final battle. Yeah, I, this this is S tier for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, um, like yeah, like I don't know where they got that giant feather from, and I'm not going to ask any questions. Nope. It's Jules Delanza. I love him. Like, I love, like, this poofy gentleman. I love, like, I love, like, the sort of, like, outrageous, like, almost Barbie pink. It's so, it's so pink. I love it. It's such a good look. I mean, it, like, this one also, knowing, like, the person who uses it this one along with like choo choo's demi trainer and how like this is their custom of it yeah their, their personality shines through it absolutely yeah, like it's like it does raise like like i think that choo choo's demi trainer being like that's sort of like mustard that's sort of like ugly grungy mustard color but in the best way Mm-hmm. It raises a lot of questions about who she is because she has like because like you would think that she would have it be pink and it's like Jewel just went it's like I just want the most obnoxious looking yes. motherfucker on this battlefield. I it matches to- it matches his hair. Yeah, even though like it's not even though it turns out that pink fits not natural, but somehow yeah. it still grew when it was on when he was on Earth. Right, yeah. <laughs> it didn't like rinse out. Yeah. So that that that's S tier, next right next to Ariel. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Uh now we have the Zowart. This is one of the pale suits. This is like a this is a, this is one of them armored core looking guys. I like it. I, I, I really like how it has this really, really thick, chunky upper body and, and relatively thinner arms and legs. It looks uh, like a Dorito. A little bit, yeah. I don't know. I think this is like top of B right now. I think it's all like it's it's a more satisfying shape to me than the Bayou Bayou. I actually gotta say, I think um, to me it's like other than just being like comedically top heavy, it just kind of feels um other than it being comedically top heavy and having like the weird backward foot heel. 
it, 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 it just doesn't do much more for you. Yeah, like I would put like I think that this one might be our first C. Well, we have the 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 fucking Heingra in C. Let's put it the, above oh, yeah. the Heingra top of C. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got another Gundam next. We got the Ferract. This thing kicks ass. I love it. Hey, this thing's fucking cool. I mean, I do. It's like I do like the weird, freaky Lady Gaga shoes, or like pants. I like having all their mechs wear like Lady Gaga shoes. Is yeah, Fails trademark. It's I. This thing's sick. It's really cool looking. It's so sharp and evil. It has a giant gun. Yeah, yeah. It's like it is so cool. I wish we got to see more of this guy. I think I think this is a little bit cooler than the Lafrith in my eyes, personally. This is this is a top of a suit for me. What do you think? Um. I would actually I, put this in S. Like, uh, hey, all right, no, no qualms there. Bottom of S is easy for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like I just really love this guy. Yeah. I feel like it's like kind of like Titans. <clears throat> oh yes, yes. That dark navy and, and yellow and, and red. It's it's yeah, delectable. Yeah, it's like I love <clears throat> it. It's like I mean, and I do like the I do like the Titan freak show. The Titans are fun. They got drip. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about the war crimes, but they got drip. Yeah, uh, all right. I kind of wish all the I kind of wish the bad guys in this show had more drip. So I guess on Dear to the next God. one. On to the the Hindry. It's another grassly stinker. I like the color scheme more. I think the dark teal and per like dark teal, really dark purple, and then the the pink accents. It has a really stupid shield spear gun combo weapon though. It's like um. It looks like somebody made a mistake when putting to, like that weapon looks like somebody made a mistake when trying to put together a gunpla of the Shenlong. Yeah, I, 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 I think this is another C tier. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, it's like Grassley's ass. <coughs> Grassley's ass is grass, so like ass. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's 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 top of C. It's Ashley. Sorry about it. Yeah, like Grassley, more like Ashley. Although I do like, like now that I, I am looking, it's like maybe if the teal was like a little bit brighter and not like then not like that dark, then it then like I would actually put this in B if the teal was brighter because then it would be like cool vaporwave mobile suit. Right, but yeah, as it's it is like, now, I think it's, it's C vaporwave, but like. They tried to print out the picture and the color got messed up in the printer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, moving on. We have the Michaelis, the only good Grassley suit. I genuinely love the Michaelis. I think it is so cool. I love that it has like the, the Gundam 00 tiny feet. I love that it has just a giant Samus arm cannon. I love its cool like Centurion blade on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think since I've put together like a. I have put together like a few double uh, O kits, and it's like the feet. Like even though, like I do think it's like I do like it when they look like they're wearing little shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I love it when like I love it when the Gundam looks like it has shoes on. But knowing and having built a bunch of those kits, like I know how annoying those feet are to put together. Yeah, yeah. I also am not really, like, a fan of the giant arm cannon. 
or like the weird like Blairy Winkle. Yeah, I think. Well, what do you think then? Maybe uh, I, top, top of B. It's better than the Beggy or Bew for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll do we'll do top of B for it. I'll yeah. I'll be okay with that like, because there's I one later like, on that we agree. Like, Grizzly has like that really cool like purple accent. But, but that's the only like, that's the only thing they have going for them yeah, throughout the like, whole series. They have it. It's just like a lot of their other stuff just kind of feels like a bit all over the place. Yeah, speaking of, we have the big ear pente. What the fuck is this thing? Who gives a shit? This is like the purple and red variant of the Beggar Bayou that like Shadik's girls use. And it just has like a weird big gun. It has a weird antidote shield. The colors don't work for it. I don't believe it looks like Janemba, but shitty. I like purple and red together because like I'm a huge like fan of Magneto and those and it is Magneto colors. But yeah, Magneto like, pulls it off so much better than this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. It's I guess it's like that weird green accent on like the weapons and the shield that doesn't really like red, purple, green. Like that is not a color scheme. It's like somebody tried to be like way too unique. It's like I guess like I guess Kananji Avery is still in his DeviantArt phase. And and it's not only that it has the green that glows, but the purple that glows on its body, the actual permit in it, doesn't turn green either. So you have two different con- like glowing yeah. colors yeah. on top of the the, the like, gray. It's like I don't know. This is this is D tier to me. Like give it up, Kananji. You're not going like you are not <laughs> going to be popular on DeviantArt. It's yeah, this is this is D tier. I don't give a shit about this guy. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, yeah, like put it at the bottom. Like, uh, conversely, I think that this next suit, uh, I'm gonna make a tier above S. Yeah, yeah. Like, I am so glad that we all agree that Dara Bald gets it. The Daryl Bald is the coolest suit in the show, and it's not close. This guy is the f- this. Oh my god, he's so sick. I love him so much. Yeah, like I remember it was like. Darabald gets its own tier, and like this tier is just Darabald. It's it's it, it's like, it's, it's the G tier, G for Gwell. Yeah, yeah, it's like it is so cool. Like, like again, like Grassley's like Grassley is getting cooked, and Jaturk is doing the cooking. Jaturk's cooking. The Darabald is the sickest guy. We, I mean, yeah, no, no notes. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, Darabald's so good. Perfect. Like I love it. I like the rat. Like. I I mean, they managed to somehow get, like, red and green and silver in, like, the same suit, and it doesn't look Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's oh, it's so good. Like, With the I giant mean, shoulders, the cool spear. It's, it's perfect. Like, it's like, I mean, I guess somebody, like, I do think that, like, the shoulders, like, the markings are a bit, like, cubile and it's like, I oh, guess, what? like, somebody saw, like, Kananji keep like Kananji's continual quest to be roasted on on like Ad Stella Deviant or it's like <laughs> right. this is how you do it. Like yeah, this is how it. you do it. Yeah, it's like I love this guy. I love like I love like I love like the arms that fly off. Like I yeah, love it's, it. It 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 does it all. It does it all. It slices, it dices, it julienne's fries. Daryl Ball. And it also cooks the fries at the same time. Yeah. All right. Now we have, uh, moving into the second season, at the end of the first season, rather, the Aerial Rebuild, a Gundam that I think personally looks like shit. 
I don't know. It, 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 aerial rebuild never clicked with me. The dark blue, there's way too much of it. Uh, I don't it, like the well, single mouth I, vent. Like, <sighs> I think it's like... Hmm. I think the blue looks better on the Gunpla than it does in the show. That's yeah, sure. I and I don't I don't have the kit. I don't care to get the kit, so I wouldn't know. But it, it's it's like I mean, as a silhouette, I think it works a little bit more. Like it has those cool those two cool uh the, the sort of movable fins on the back of it. It has like a huge fuck off gun. But it just I don't know. It it it, it makes the aerial it takes the aerial design which I love so much and just turns it way too boxy and sharp in a way that I really it doesn't do it for me. Like, the legs, it looks like it went to a plastic surgeon with, like, a picture of Dexter's mom for reference. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. look, I'm I'm content putting this at the bottom of D, but I think that, like, to be fair, we can put it, I don't know, like, B or C. All right, Aerial Rebuild goes into its own fucking dog shit bottom tier. Yeah. Like, I'm okay. so... Dear listener, let us explain. So, what happened was, in reality, the fucking official explanation is that Craig went down for maintenance while we were recording last night, so we had to split our recording up over two days. The real answer is that Craig was mad that we weren't saying nice enough things about the aerial rebuild and said, fuck you, you, you're getting cut off. I mean, it's like, it depends on how you feel about the Pixar mom comparison. Like, that could be very positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> what yeah. I've done is I've taken our tier list, which I'll give you a minute to get that open if you don't already have it. Um, I have straight up added a tier below the Big Ear Pente. It just says Craig, and that's where the aerial rebuild goes. Okay. Uh, so let's see, where were we? I think we're next, we're going to talk about uh, Noria and Sophie's Lafrith's. Uh, we we have we have the Lafrith Ur to look at now. Uh, and this is funny. And I guess we can kind of talk about the Lafrith Ur and the Lafrith Thorn together because they're they're like sister units. Uh, I've kind of turned around on both of these. At first, I was like, "Oh, Lafrith Ur is pretty cool. It's a pretty solid suit." And Lafrith Thorn is just too silly and stupid looking. I'm the opposite now. I think the Lafrith Ur is boring. and The Lafrith Thorn is really really fascinating. Um, again, a lot of these people making choices with their color, with their mech's color palettes. Yeah, it, I mean, these ones are boring. It's like a dark teal and a dark brown. Like, it's, the colors are nothing to me. Yeah. I, the Lafrith Ore, I mean, like, it strikes a fine enough silhouette. It looks like, honestly, it looks like it could be a suit from Wing. It has, like, a very 90s chunky, or a, a 90s chunkiness to it. I wouldn't really say that, like, unless you're talking about all those weird Oz grunts that they were making before they got bored and decided, you know what, like, let's not even do the rest of the Zodiac. Like, let's just go for geese because whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it, I mean, it, it is it is giving Oz grunt to me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really look like since I have all the boys up there looking at the wreck. And I'm just looking at them for reference. They just don't really seem that chunky. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I guess I mean closer to like G Gundam suits were chunky. Uh, X I mean, suits were chunky. I mean, I also have my God Gundam over there, and it does not like that one. Doesn't look chunky. Like, uh, <laughs> I guess I guess maybe not the God, but the the point I'm trying to make is like the the ore is just like it's kind of middle of the road. It's fine. It's not like terrible to look at, but like, it's like it's just, it's boring. 
Yeah, like mid UC maybe, like with like Yeah, th- this could be you know what, this could be like a sleeve suit that we see in Unicorn. Yeah, yeah, like mid UC, like from like Char's counterattack through like Hathaway. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I don't know if it's like bad enough to put in C tier. I think like bottom of B. It's like very middle of the road. It's fine, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but the Lafrith Thorn is so much cooler to me because it does have these really stubby chicken legs and it has really long arms. It looks like the core Gundam. I like its cool, it's like really, really big, wide backpack on, on its back. It's it's such a strange looking creature. It looks like a bug almost. It looks like it's like uh I kind of think it looks like both of them kind of look like the mech designers were like going on and designing like their own things for like Lithrith Thorn and Lithrith Ur. Uh-huh. Both of them look like they were going on and designing the mechs. And then last minute they got like the memo from like from like Bondi or whoever that oh by the way these need to be Gundams. Yeah, yeah. Especially with a thorn. The way its arms and legs proportions are completely yeah. flipped. Yeah, I, th- like, I love it. It's like, unless, like, your reference is, like, for, like, the only Gundam you've ever seen is, like, the, um, huh, nah, is, like, the Grand Gundam from, like... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, what the fuck is this guy? I think this is, like, I think this is the top of B for me. Yeah. It's cool. I love this weirdo. It's such a cool one. Uh, now we have the Gundvolva, the uh, sort of mobile doll type things that Noria and Sophie used. This is like, I don't know. This is so boring to me because it's just like, yeah. it's gray. It's gray and gray and gray. with an accent of gray. Yeah. Yeah. It like, um, I have like for Christmas, my brother, he got, he like had to like, he ordered this all the way from Japan because very like they did you know the entry grade strike Gundams? Yes. He got me one in like the deactivated color. Oh, the gray color, yeah. Yeah, yeah he got it for me because it, it's also the one that came with the little bath bomb with the little seed weirdo aquatic grunt suit inside it. So I was building gunpla in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately the gun vulva isn't as cool as a deactivated yeah. seed suit. It's like, yeah. this is, like, I think... I mean, like, seed is like peak, wow, cool robot. Right. Well, the, the gun vulva, I don't know, like, I I think I want to put it in D because it's just so boring to me. Uh, yeah, I don't like, care for it. Or... Before, above, or below Kananji's DeviantArt phase. I th- I think below, because at least Kananji's DeviantArt phase has really wacky colors. Yeah. It, yeah. it has the courage to be silly with it. This is just... Yeah. It's boring. All right. Uh, now we have the Demi-Barding. This is, this is Choo-Choo's, like, upgrade suit that uh, Cecilia lets her use. It's like Choo-Choo's Demi, but it has a really weird backpack on it, and it has, like, a, an even funkier scope. Uh, I like the backpack that it has, like, I like another Demi head on it. I like the, um, I know when we were talking about, like, Choo Choo's Demi trainer, and, like, this, like, 
I came up with like the murder healies. I do miss the murder healies, but like, yeah, this is regular feet. Cute, must be like a really big Votums fan. It's like, it, it it does have a lot of scope dog vibes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I guess like Choo is like Ad Stella's biggest Votoms fan. Like I I like this thing. I mean, I don't know if it's that different from her demi trainer itself. I think I'm like yeah. I, I think I want to put it next to it, because like they're almost yeah. the same thing to me. Yeah, it's like it's kind of odd though that like um Bunyan or whatever that company that built it. Uh Burion. Yeah, Bunyan. Bunyan. Built yeah. it that it's basically just like it's basically just like Choo Choo's Demi Trainer 2. R- right, yeah, because I mean like Choo Choo's Demi Trainer was ostensibly just a Demi that Choo Choo customized, and like I don't know, maybe 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 each when you pilot a mobile suit, you have to sign the EULA that says we can take your designs and turn them into our own, and that's what happened. But mm. either way, it's cool. Um now we have holy moly, we got the short set. This thing it looks so at first on a glance it looks boring because it has a similar problem of the gun vulva where you just look at it and you say oh this is gray and gray and gray um it's like gray and black but i think it looks like a lot more coherent it has and it, and, and it has it's like a very it's like a pale gray a really dark gunmetal gray black accents and then it has like a very like a like a pink rust a really dark pink like a like a uh, burgundy, a, like a dark wine color on a lot of the metal bits of it. Um, it's like the shape of it is cool. Gundam. It's like again, yes. again, like I have seen Gundam Seed, and it's like I cannot stop saying good things about what the Gundams look like. I w- when the Schwartz set pops off though, when the permit glows pink and it oh, like hooves. W- w- yeah, when you realize that the giant sword is actually a gunned bit sheath for an even cooler glowing pink sword. And it has like, it, it keeps the gunned bits draped over its shoulder, like the Rose Gundam and they can do like pinpoint lasers. Oh my God. This thing is so cool. It is so cool. I really wished it had a different pilot though. Yeah. Fucking loud and Neil of all people. This is I could have sworn this was either going to be like, I remember. Everyone thought it was going to be Gwells. Oh, like, this is going to be Gules. This was going to be Prosperous. This was going to be like even Soletta, like without the Mercury. And she would get like this cool, like goth suit. And right. she would be like the knight, like, and she would be like Mirene's Black Knight charging in to save the day. Because of course, the guy who made, because of course, you have to remember this was made by the guy who also made Code Geass. Yeah. I, I think this is an S tier suit. I love this, this thing is, so much. Like, I love you. I love mm. her. I just, like, I mean, at least with this one and the Michaelis, it's like, I know I can get these ones for, like, pretty cheap. Right. It's like, I'm pretty sure that, like, in the original plan where this show was, like, 50, got 50 episodes, this was somebody else's suit. At least over. Yeah, yeah, but in the abbreviated, they're like, oh, fuck, we, no, ever, no one can pilot except for Lauda, let him play, coach. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have two more. One is the Gund Node. These are the fucking army of suits that Ari used when she was in the Death Fortress. I don't know, they're like Gund Volvas, but more interesting. More like Gund Chode. Yeah, I, I like, so I like that they have a little bit more roundness to them. 
Uh, I like that they have the bunny ear V-fin instead of the regular yeah. face V-fin. Yeah, the, the good amount of like little green lights on them. I like, again, it has that really dark wine color for the frame of it, but it's, it's not amazing to me. Like this is, I don't think this is a better than a C tier suit, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's better than the gun Volva for sure. But again, I think it's like C tier. This is like a solid, like mid C mid C. Yeah. It's better than the Heingra. I wouldn't say it's better than the Zowart. I don't know. And like, since I'm like looking at pictures on this on, um, I am looking at pictures on this on Google Images and for yep. like a little like suggested things, it's like, why is there Gund Node Paw Patrol and Gund Node Sesame Street here? Fucking hell yes. Why is it great shit? <laughs> it's like so odd. It's like weird. <clears throat> Maybe we could just like bump it up slightly in C tier due to just weird google image results sure yeah okay it, it's 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 second to top of c then that's fine yeah, yeah and finally oh like, uh, yeah we have gundam calabarn this thing i fucking love i love the gundam calabarn it is it does you look at it again so many of these mobile suits and, and this is a sticking point with a lot of people in the Discord where people will say, oh, it's just kind of too plain color. I get that. And it's one of those things where it tricks you and you think it's a plain color at first. But then it's fucking Pride Gundam. Then it then it's LGBT Gundam. And l- like looking at it with... So, I mean, to judge it on all of its kind of merits, right? Without the colors, it is definitely m- more based on the aerial. It does. It's not. It's a little bit boxier than the aerial is, but you can tell. More like halfway between like Schwarzet and Ariel. Yes, it's it's a yeah. That's a that's a good comparison, I'd say. Um, I think part of the issue, people have said that it it it, it tries to evoke the holder colors, and I do think I do agree in that it needs more of like the yellow it, accents it needs, on it to really like, get there. It's like it needs like some gold. Like maybe they could have made like the V fin like that gold. I mean, I I, I like that the V fin's black because of what it does later. But like, yeah, you yeah. literally just see the gold. You see yellow on the shoulder thrusters, and that's literally yeah. it. I think add more of that. I think the red is fine. You have just the chin, the waist, and the feet. And then once it once the permit is activated, though, is first of all the red permit is cool because it reminds me of unicorn destroy mode. Yeah, like it's everyone yeah. loves that. Like, everybody, it's like, I mean, like, with people talking about, like, Gundam color schemes, it's like, sometimes, again, it's like, I said that I really liked the, I really liked the Providence Gundam. Yeah. It's like a white and gray one, and it's like, I do actually kind of, like, rock with that color scheme. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like, I mean, it's like, it's rolling with the LGBT. Yeah, it has a giant gun that evokes a broomstick when she's flying around with it. And when it goes permit nine, it's rainbow. Yeah, it's like gay witch Gundam. Like, I love it. The fact that the V-fin is made of permit so that it can glow rainbow too. It like that. It's like as good as the aerial to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's like this is solid S tier. Yeah, it's like S tier. Um, yeah. Like maybe I would even put this at like the top of S tier. Like this is as good as you get. Like this is as close to Darabald as you can get. <laughs> Darabald. Right. I 
I don't want to put it above the Ariel just because, like, she's the main Gundam. But I think, like, saying that they're as good as each other is pretty, pretty appropriate. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I have to say, like, I remember reading, like, an interview with, like, the designer of, like, one of the designers for the show. And he was, like, he really wanted to actually give Ariel a witch hat. But, like, the people at Bandai actually thought, no, that's too silly. Oh, bummer. So, okay, looking looking at our full tier list then, we have the Darabald in G tier at the very, very top because the best suit. In mm-hmm. S tier, we have the Ariel, the Caliborn, Gwell's Delonza, the Feract, and the Schwartz set. Four Gundams and a big pink bug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a tier, we have the Lafrith and the production Lafrith. We have the regular Darabald. We have the Demi, Choo Choo's Demi, and the Demi Barding, appropriately all together. Mm-hmm. B tier, we have the Gundam Lefrith Thorn, the Michaelis, and the Begir Bayou, and the Gundam Lefrith Ur, kind of sandwiching that tier. C tier is the Heindry, the Gundv Node, the Zowart, and the Heingra. D tier is the Begir Pente and the Gund Volva. And Craig tier is Craig's shittiest friend, the Gundam Aerial Rebuild, because he tried to stop our recording. Yeah, yeah. I think like, that's I'm pretty just... solid. Okay. This is a pretty representative list. We have again, it, it it skews heavily to the top, but I think that's just is a testament to how good the designs in this yeah, show are. Yeah, yeah. Wow, cool robot. Wow, cool robot. It's the name I'm pointing to the fucking sign. <laughs> wow. Cool. Okay. Wow. Cool. We have like pretty wow, cool much robot. the only thing I would have to say is maybe like um I would actually say maybe like bump like the pre production lift like a bit to the back of a tier. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. I think I think that's fair. It's like you want to put it together while you're making it, but then like when you actually uh w- when the tier gets filled out a little bit more, it's like, "Oh, this is, you know, not quite as exciting." Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to let's see. I'm going to take Yeah, I'm going to put it like Yeah, I'll put it at the bottom of A. Just have the Lefrith sandwiching A tier. I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. There we go. So that's our tier list. That'll be linked. Make your own and send it to us so we can talk about it in the Discord. Yeah. Um, and now we come to the third part in this final episode, which is the mailbag. We have our friends who have sent in questions to us for us to discuss on the show. Uh, first up comes from HK Robo, who asks, what do you think Ares' status is at the end of the series? I assume she's not literally a keychain. Is she, you know, in the wires? Um. Oh, that's a, that's a fucking tricky question, isn't it? For like this thing, I have like a whole document typed out for my answer. Um, I think that, like, it's more of, like, a poltergeist situation, and she just likes to stay in the keychain because it's, like, a really, so, like, she just doesn't get lost. Um, sometimes she'll actually go into, like, a teddy bear because Meereen and Saleta is kind of worried about Aunt Ari being a choking hazard. Yeah, I think, you know what, I, I, I think it makes a little bit of sense for her to be able to act as some kind of poltergeist, because... You know, Suleta hit a permit score even beyond what Prospera thought was possible. And if at permit eight, like, Aerie would have been able to just kind of exist, float around the Earth sphere in this data storm. Permit nine makes you literally see the people who are inside the, uh, you know, the kind of permit afterlife. And I feel like it's not too far off to kind of say that hitting permit nine kind of altered Aerie in some way that she can exist without having to, like... Maybe maybe she is like kind of her own sentient data storm, like a very like, small uh, data storm. She's basically like um if like Lala was a bit less reclusive. 
I mean, Lala is not that reclusive considering Sharp fucking always thinks about her, but I get, yes, I get your point. It's like, if she, like, actually, like, decided to, like, get out of the Van Allen belts and, like, go Yeah. Home. Yeah, if she was, if she, like, hopped inside Haro. Yeah. Yeah, if, like, she liked to do that, like, yeah. all the time, except when she... And it's not just, like, only the time she does it when she wants to mess with somebody. Like, yeah. Right. Um, cool. So, that's good. Uh, Gundam Rider Build asks, What do you think about the last big fight scene being a gosh darn unicorn reference? In my opinion, referencing something like you see, especially in the last moments, can make it feel like it's paralleling it. I think it's an appetizer. Yes, so I this goes back to what we were saying earlier about how the show arguably hits harder if you haven't seen a lot of Gundam. I think knowing, having seen Unicorn and watching this, you're just kind of looking and wondering why the hell this is just the final episode of Unicorn. I think yeah. not being a Gundam fan watching it, you're thinking, wow, this is a really cool kind of metaphysical direction for the show to take. And yeah, I think acting as an appetizer to kind of really, really show you kind of the heights that Gundam's, like... I don't want to say spirituality, but, you know, how yeah. Gundam's transhumanism can really hit, I think, is a good sort of gateway into yeah. more Gundam as a whole. Yeah, it's like, again, and, like, I actually did not get that it was a unicorn reference because I actually haven't seen unicorn. Yeah, I mean, w when you watch it, the f you will be astounded at how closely this episode <laughs> follows the end of unicorn. It's wild. Like, I mean, um, I do think that, like, Although, like, maybe I would, I have no idea how they would have gotten this past the ratings board, but I would have wanted to see Prospera full frontal. Yeah, fucking yeah. Give her a perm. I, I, I wasn't talking about that in that way. Oh, you mean, you mean like the kind of vessel? Oh, 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 oh. Well, there's a website. Phoenix, do I have a website for you? Uh, Aiden Crag asks us. I've been on the internet for like 15 years. Aiden <laughs> Crag asks us, what were Sleda and Miurine's wedding colors? Who caught the bouquet? Um, red, orange, yellow, green, like tomatoes. They had like a summer wedding. Oh, I like that. That's so good. That's so good. Who caught the bouquet? Um, Felsi. Mm. Yeah, F yeah, Felsie. I like Felsie. She's fun. Yeah, Felsie caught the bouquet, but not after like there was a fight with Choo Choo, and thankfully <laughs> Prospera did not wear white to, and thankfully Prospera did not wear white to her own daughter's wedding. Right, she had that gray streak in her hair, so it, it, that was that was all she was gonna get. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, it's like okay. I was planning on doing this, but, like, I'm not evil anymore. And also, now that I have, like, this white streak in my hair, it, like, really washes me out. Right, yeah. She, she's too neepy. She's too seepy. Um, Medical Solid 5, Cass asks, You have a choice to go to dinner with the pale CEOs of $50,000 cash. Who are you choosing? <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you for being an enemy. Yeah, yeah, look, it's the kind of experiences, you, I mean, the original meme is Jay-Z, I think, and, like, the experiences of being able to play Mahjong with those four fucked up women is worth way more than $50,000. Yeah. Like, Come so, on. It's like, although you probably are going to have to, like, keep an eye on, like, your teacup, 
or like your little dim sum dipping sauce. Like you're gonna get, you're gonna get poisoned. You're gonna get poisoned. Yeah, like they're but it's going gonna be to fun. Try and poison your hoisin sauce. Po- <laughs> they're gonna poison the hoisin. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to like slip. Like I would like, like yeah, like I actually do know how to play mahjong. I know how to play a very. I know how to play like the fucking Windows app mahjong of like removing ba- matching blocks. I don't know how to play Rishi like, mahjong. I never like, will. Like my mom has a bunch of like friends that she like plays tennis with, and like I sort of somehow because I also wanted to play tennis, but nobody my age also wanted to play tennis with me. Yeah, so I ended up being absorbed into my mom's friend group, and after they go play tennis, they like to go and play. They like to play mahjong together. That's a good way to wind down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Why did I click away from this channel? I don't know. Um, next up, we have Snow Whistle, who says, on a related note with my question, I feel Okochi and his team often struggled to deliver on a lot of the world building and political ideas they were trying to deliver. But as an increasingly knowledgeable Gundam fan, I found it easier to follow some of these ideas due to Okochi being a fan of referencing older Gundam projects. G-Witch was created to be an accessible Gundam for new fans, but I personally found a lot of the show's world-building and politics relied heavily on understanding elements that had been elaborated on in older shows. How do you guys feel about this? Do you feel G-Witch succeeds as an accessible first-time Gundam experience? I, I, I don't want to keep harping on what I said before of how the show hits harder if you haven't seen Gundam. I do think it's very accessible. I have a lot of friends who have not seen Gundam who are watching this and who are really, really loving yeah. it. Yeah, it's like... um. I have to say, maybe if this whole anime thing doesn't work out, um, Mr. Mr. Okochi, you could open up, like, you could open up a dim sum restaurant. You would be really good at giving people appetizers. Yeah, I, and I, I think a lot of it, and I don't want this to be a cop-out answer, I feel like it's honestly a mix of things that work better and work worse if you're a Gundam fan. I mean, there are certain ideas that, First of all, Gundam fans, you're watching for the Shar archetype, right? You're watching, you see Prosper in a mask and you, you point the screen um, and you see something like, oh, this time it's the Earthians who are being oppressed and the rich Spatians are putting the thumb down on them. And that's a subversion of classic Gundam tropes of the Spatians I mean, being poor and the Earthians being rich. Was that? They did that in G. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's more obvious here because like G... <laughs> G's a serious show, but like, I, I, if I'm showing someone G, which is, is a first time Gundam fan, I'm showing them knowing that it is pretty representative of the franchise as a whole. I am not going to show someone G, which, and I'm, and like, know that they're going to know this is kind of a one off experience. Like, I, I'm not going to show someone G Gundam with the intent of making them think that all of Gundam is like Gene Gundam. But I feel like with G-Witch, you can kind of show them that yeah. and uh, they yeah. get the idea. They get the yeah. idea of what Gundam's I'm about. Down to like Miss. Again, come on down to Mr. Okuchi's endless Mr. Okuchi's buffet. Yeah, yeah. I it, it I, I think it's a mix. I think that I, I I don't think it's a net zero. Like I feel like on the whole, it is a more valuable experience being able to reference other Gundam Gundam materials. Um, but for every you know for every instance of some subversion of a theme, you have something like oh. If I compared this show to IBO that had a really well fleshed out, uh, you know, experience of what life is like on Mars, a different planet than we've seen before in Gundam versus The Witch from Mercury, we never saw Mercury. Like, it, you know, 
move forward, gain two, retreat, gain one. But like, I'm always you're you're moving forward and you're retreating if when you're comparing it's this to all like the other Gundam doing, shows. You're doing it's like I guess they ended up being confusing and now they're doing a cha cha instead. They're doing a char char instead. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I have to say, like I actually wrote out an answer here. Ooh, um, yeah, if. This is like, again, this is like for a lot of like, I'm pretty sure that nobody who is like a first time G-Witch person will ever act, who's like their first Gundam ever was G-Witch and they want to go on and they're now just wanting to know what to do. Um, I gave some writing advice. Um, Again... If I want to be optimistic, the older show elements could be like a neat little Easter egg for anybody who decides to stick around and watch more Gundam. Please do that. And if you want to write the next big Yuri Mecha epic, it would actually be kind of beneficial if you actually knew what you were doing about writing Mecha. Anything to really keep... And if you like know, if you also know what people... If you also know what mecha what mecha people want about your writing mecha stuff, they will stick around and you will have a very loyal fan base. And you kind of want people who are into mecha to like that because you need you need a mix in order to have like a good fandom as opposed to say something like Voltron. You need a good mix of people who are like I want Char to rail a Muro in the cockpit of the of the jet, and mm-hmm. you also need people who are like, I really like how the jet combines both Federation and Xeon elements. It's a fairly, it's a really good suit design, and even if like just stick around, watch more Gundam, watch more Mecha. Even if you don't really think that thing that you're watching is exactly your cup of tea, that can be a spike can be a very powerful motivator for creativity. And it would be and yeah, like if you know your stuff, you're going to sell, you're going to have you're going to get a bigger audience who might have actually not even really been been into reading Yuri like how you were when you first watched it like you were into yuri but you didn't really know a lot about mecha and we can kind of like start to like cross pollinate so the genre can so that like we can kind of get like some fresh new perspectives in the genre and pretty much anything to keep the mecha genre relevant so that i don't have to hear that take about how oh it got killed in the 90s by evangelion again for like 10 years like i've seen that i've seen people saying that for like 10 years Mm -hmm. yeah that's hey that's very well said i feel like like you have to cast such a wide net for gundam specifically because you have such a a wealth of people who are watching the series for different things i mean to answer the question a little more directly i do think the politics are largely understandable you just have to kind of know to view them through a more business lens than like yeah. a regular kind of yeah, just yeah. mecha anime and not even mecha anime lens. I, but I, I guess yeah, what it boils down to is like I, I'd say it's pretty competently made for what would what could be someone's introduction to Gundam. But again, it's just you can't cast a net that wide and have it work as well as you'd hope. It's just you just you just can't do it. 
And I think they did about as well as they could have given like the insane amount of constraints they were working under. It could like, you know, as much as we kind of talked a lot about the negatives of the show, it could have been so much worse. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's like the show finished and that's commendable. Uh, It's like, um, I have to say, like stick around, learn about robots, look at cool robots. Write the next great mecha, Yuri. Yeah, ex- exist in the space. See what you like about it. See what everyone likes about it and build on it from there. Like, yeah, like build on it. Like, get it. Gundam, Gundam build fighters on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe like watch Gundam build fighters and see what you, and like just have emotions about it. Like, I also remember yeah. just like, this might have been gone into like the talk back where it was like, I remember seeing people who were, like, talking about how, like, maybe making everybody who is, like, higher up, like, having, like, everybody at, like, having, like, the Benaret group and, like, pretty much every, like, important named antagonist be, like, a business guy, it kind of, like, instead of, like, actually getting the name of like that space assembly league captain at the end like (laughs) maybe it could have stand stood to have like a couple more like normal like military and politician characters who like have names so it's not just like okay everything is benaret yeah benaret all the way down Mm -hmm. uh let's see Another one from Helga HK Robo. Much of the fandom discussion on Twitter between episodes was about the Felsi, Chuchu, Nika, Sabina web of relationships. Which of those, if any, do you ship? Um, I have to say it was like, I think I'm into Sabinika, but I'm not really sure about the other two. And also for like ships that are not, um, for ships that aren't Sulemio or Mioletta or whatever, or, or like, whatever the one for like Prospera and Belmaria is like that one was popular for a bit i kind of toyed around when like duel was in his camping arc and i thought he would actually get like some character development at like a pace that where like that would actually be like paced out and interesting i kind of toyed around with the idea of duel choo-choo okay that's I, i that that's a fascinating one to me yeah, I mean, uh, like, the, I, the, I thought that, like, when he was in, when he was in, like, his little camping trip era, I thought that, like, his trajectory was going in a completely different direction than the one it ended up going to. And honestly, I think, like, even though, like, mine is, I kind of think, yeah, like, he ends up getting humbled and he actually decides to like try and build himself up again and sort of as a way to like spite his dad instead of like killing your dad and then just ending up in a weird guilt fuge state for <laughs> the rest of the show that you don't really wait that he never really woke up from where he just completely forgot that his dad hated him. Right. My answer is a lot less thought out. Uh, I mean, it's not. It, this is not one of the options on this list. I like Lilik and Nika. I think they're nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, they're so nice. 
Um, so we, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I don't engage in shipping. I can't talk about it as much. I can't give a very more well thought answer by behind that. I'm actually sort of more like, um, again, like I was talking about Voltron earlier, and I actually lived through that, and I think I ended up coming not really on any of the sides of like that whole like shipping debate. I just ended up becoming ship agnostic. Yeah. Like, uh, in, like you're a like so like are you like a professional shipper do you work for ups or something but up but but up but hey uh danny she is a char asks do you think there's a chance we could return to the ad stella universe in another gundam series what would you want the plot to be and what returning characters if any would you bring i remember you said something about this being a long episode so here but, I <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> I what do we got? I saw the last episode, I blacked out for three hours and I wrote almost 3,000 words of a pitch for okay. two sequels and a movie. We can get the movie out of the way really quickly. It's just basically Shadik's counterattack. So, like, you can just, like, okay, sure. cross that off. Only it's like maybe I like to flavor it a little bit more of my own. Um, it's more like, and maybe to make like Shadik a bit more of his own instead of just turning him into like a copy of CCHR. It's more like if Char had a manic episode instead of a depressive episode during CCA. But I have an idea. It is okay. at Stella 130, eight years later, after the end of the first show, and Gundam does a murder mystery and does more like spy thriller stuff think like hathaway think wing yes 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 and also at this point we are going to get so much witchier hang on to your ass and if you don't like magic space new type bullshit don't like don't read you hate yeah you shouldn't have been watching gundam in the first place and it's like due to the vacuum left by the due to the vacuum like in the power vacuum left after the dissolving of the Benaret group the space assembly league has started to like ramp up control of stuff like think you're like think they're like going titan mode i'm into it very good and um they are and it's like i think kind of that like this version of the space assembly league because we've talked about there being like other fronts on other planets and from what like i've seen from like okay so like gund is going to need to be like very necessary like medical tech and like prosper lost her arm in a mining accident allegedly it's like okay so they're Maybe not every single Spacian out there is, like, a super rich, like, Benaret group type. Like, not everybody there could go to Astacassia. And it's sort of, like, split up between, like, the Benaret group. Sort of, like, they're, like, the wealth is kind of in the middle of a sandwich between Earth. And then there's, like, the space colonies in orbit around earth and on the moon and that's where like all the rich spacians are but then like spaced out all across the solar system like on mercury venus mars the asteroid belt 
Jupiter, heck, even Saturn can come into play, like, why not, is more, there are more people, and it's like, that is where the Spaceians in, where the Spaceians in this fuck you sandwich, in this fuck you rich people sandwich, that is where they're, like, all the mining is going on. So, like, that's where they're, like, extracting the stuff. So, like, that stuff out there isn't, like, that stuff out there, they're not really sharing, like, the wealth of the, they're not really, like, getting it. They're just sending it all away. And the, and now since, also, it's, like, I kind of came up with, like, a name for this. Like, this one would be called G. This one would be called Retrograde. Ah, oh, like, that's fun. I like that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, Soleta and Mirene, like, it's Ad Stella 130. They're still together. Like, Mirene is running gunned. Um, Soleta hasn't really been able to get very far on, like, her dreams of, like, starting a school because she's still in the process of recovery. And also remember how I said that this is also, like, Gundam does a spy thriller again. This is also Gundam does a murder mystery. Oh, no, because, well, the Space Assembly League decided that Prospera was too dangerous to keep alive. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. I'm amazed that she fucking lived in the epilogue. It's, like, a little bit after, and it's, like, this is, like, Soleta kind of ends up having to put out, like, put her dream of, like, going back to Mercury to start her school again. And it's, like, they're starting to get, like, really tangled up into stuff. Like, oh, I can't go to Mercury to start my school it's like Mirene and I are supposed to appear at like the Space Assembly League Gala and we're basically just being like paraded around as like um as basically like, hey look, it's our big hero, sort of like kinda like what they did with Amaro, except like an arm Amaro would have absolutely hated if they tried to make him into a celebrity. And fucking fucking Amaro. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like Mirene is still the C is the CEO of Gundarm Inc. And it's been a few years and stuff is starting to show like she really she might really be her father's daughter. And she has started as sort of a project for like, okay. How can I, it started out with her wanting to improve gun. She started to research more into like the S, the more like unusual and esoteric properties of permit. And she also might be going through in this one, a bit of a corruption arc. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Gule ends up like, he actually isn't at Jaturk anymore. Again, it's like, he sort of still seemed to be in that guilt-induced fuge state, where he's, like, still, like, trying to run Jaturk in the epilogue. And this is actually kind of me 
basing it off of like not of me like kind of forgetting that that's what he was doing in the epilogue because I thought he was running Astacassia in the epilogue. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's running to Turk. It's like he ends up like handing it off to Lauda and he decides that, you know what, I'm no longer going to be dual Jaturk, I'm going to be school Jaturk. <laughs> okay, S-C-H-U-E-L, Jaturk, great. Yeah, he is currently the headmaster of Astacassia, and he is sort of like using it, it's like, okay, let's turn this place from a Benaret group indoctrination station sort of into, like, a place where, like, Spacian kids and Earthian kids can, like, go and, like, intermingle so that, like, we're not, like, all, like, separate and walled off. Like, very, like, optimistic. But the thing is about it, um, the Space Assembly League is now, like, trying to, like, bump off people. So, like, the inciting incident is that, like, our protagonist, who is, like, a new character, new girl, um, she is going to Astacassia, and then she ends up finding some of the Space Assembly League's grunts. Like, she ends up finding, like, the Space Assembly League, like, their new, like, faction, like, okay, like, we can't really do, we can't really just justify having like a specific like anti-gundam faction so a lot of like dominicus and cathedra got folded up into this new into like this new thing that i'm just calling rst it just stands for really sneaky titans sure and it's like they're like titans but they're also like they're like spy titans and the new protagonist ends up catching them in an attempt attempting to assassinate Duel, and she ends up like freaks out more chaos like they attack the school with max like they get found out she somehow ends up finding a gundam in like just like hidden in the school like maybe it's a different one maybe she finds like one of the lethriths and, like, that's the one that she, like, starts out. So, like, she fights them off. And then she goes and runs away and, like, ends up getting caught up with, like, an anti-space assembly league faction. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadik is still in prison, but he has connections. Like, there were other Dawn of Fold members in there with him. And they still have connections on the outside. So... He is working on trying to, like, work out a way to, like, break out of jail. Um, Elan is still on his quest on Earth to find the landscape Noria drew. And he's actually going by a different name. Like, I'm just going with, like, I just put in a random word through Google. I just put in the word to walk through Google Translate until I hit one that sounded really good. So I got Miarda, which was it in Catalan. Like Catalan. Okay, very cool. And he's going by Miardo Dunak. And he ends up getting pressed into joining 
the anti-SAL faction, and he <clears throat> desperately does not want <throat> to be a member of the anti-SAL faction. Like, if Quattro was just, like, spending all of his time when nobody was looking, trying to escape AU, because he does not want to be there. This is, like, the part where it gets witchy. On Mercury, the people feel like they kind of got abandoned by Prospera and by Soleta. So they are really mad at their... And this comes... And this is where our access comes in. And leading it are three people who look like a... They look like a... They Well, there are three leaders. One of them looks like how... Elnora looked in the prologue. Another one looks like what Ari would look like if she had lived to be 33 years old and not get trapped in a keychain baby forever. And the third one looks like, um, and the third one looks like Cardanabo. These hmm. are like, they're like fucked up. Basically, I was also thinking, like, okay. If you interacted with Permit in a way, in certain ways, you can kind of end up like having a copy of yourself saved in like the cloud of Permit. And maybe it was like how, it was probably, it was definitely like Meereen messing around with Permit being weird and doing like witchy shit with it. And they came back from the dead, but they're like these but like wrong. corrupted. They're like these weird, like corrupted copies of the people who they are supposed to be. And they also feel like um and it's also like they're like made out of permit. They're like they're like bodies, so they're like weird like rock people. Like they can bring they like they don't like it, they can go out into space without a spacesuit because like ghost rocks can't don't need air to breathe and they are mad they want revenge they see that all of these people in space around like around like I call them planetary fronts they hate the space assembly league they want and it's like okay let's all attack. And they're, like, weird, creepy, like, they just end up, like, they feel, like, cold, like, cold, emotionless rock people. Kind of like, um, I'm just thinking, like, and this is for everybody who's seen Double O, like, I'm thinking, like, fucked up rock innovates, like, fucked up crystal gem innovates. Mm, uh, and that's, like, also, it's, like, I did... El Elric, Elnora, and um, Cardo, because it's like, for like, again, we're like getting witchier this season, and um, they are, and it's like, we have Maiden, which is Airy, Mother, Elnora, Crone, Cardanabo. Like, that's where it gets witchy. There's like... Hell yeah. I'm eager to hear, I'm eager to see you post those other drafts. Maybe in the Discord, because I would yeah. love to hear what Double Zeta. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
so moving along, do you think from, I'm sorry, from Callie, number one gun tank hater, former host of the show, do you think Nika got up to anything fun in her three years of space prison before going back to space school? Um, she now knows how to do tattoos alongside fixing your makeup. Just let her yeah. ballpoint pen, a sewing needle, and some hand sanitizer and watch her work her magic. Yep. And she was probably in one of those, like, the, one of those, like, not apprenticeship programs, but, you know, where you can, like, learn a trade. I mean, I was talking about not like that. It's like, that's like prison tattoo. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What trade do you think she tried? She learned? Oh, I think, I, I think, like, just keeping up with mechanics. You know, three years technology can really advance in time. Yeah. Maybe she's able to, like, still still keep abreast of whatever the current mobile suit functions are while she's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hardtack Griffin asks, what classes would you teach at Space and Rich Kid Intrigue Academy? Driver's Ed. Not, like, mech piling, just regular cars. driver's ed with, like, cars and stuff. Uh, I would teach um, alchemy, like in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, how they have to learn alchemy at their fucking card game school for some reason. I mean, tarot cards. That That is a season two plot point in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. <laughs> uh, let's see. Host of the show, Colin Pagetish, asks, The broom gun was cool, but how would you give the gun to McCauldron? I think, like, a shield that can, like, take in energy and reflect it back out when it's kind of charged up. You know... Like, putting shit in your cauldron and stirring it about? Um, I was thinking just cauldron full of funnels. Oh, oh, I like that. And, like, yeah, they're, they're like, little, they're like little like spoons or little that. lizards. We could, like, combine that where it's, like, and maybe this is, like, what unnamed, what unnamed G-Witch retrograde protagonist Gundam gets they get like that cauldron they get like that shield that does have like the bits in it and if it gets the more it gets hit it like charges up the bits so she can like fire it it's it's it her Gundam's called the weird Gundam like the weird sisters fucking yeah, double bubble yeah. po- toil and trouble type shit yeah like, fuck yeah I'll have to like I'll have to brush up on the Scottish play but, yeah. You can say Macbeth. We're not doing theater here. Oh, come on. They, they say, also, given that Witch for Mercury is mostly just a Tempest, which Shakespeare play would you adapt to Gundam next? <laughs> it goes well with what we're talking about. Uh, of course, my answer is Henry VIII. Oh, um, my, <laughs> my Gundam, like my Gundam Shakespeare adaptation, um, it would actually be a one-year war side story. Um, we're getting Macbeth. Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. Guys, I can't pronounce that guy's name. Macbeth. We're getting Macbeth. Or maybe like King, like the Zabi family. Like they are just like primed to be like like people doing like like people doing like the Zabi the Zabi family doing Macbeth or the Zabi family doing King Lear like. They were, like, basically just, like, born, like, that was, like, that concept, like, they were born to do that. Yeah. I think, honestly, adapt Twelfth Night to Gundam, and you already have, like, Viola disguising herself. Hmm. If only there was a Gundam archetype character that was all about disguising themselves. Writes itself. Viola Shar. I was going to say Loran, or, like, Tierra, or Judao. Hey, well... (laughs) I think I think the judo comparison with the other two isn't quite as apt. 
but yes. I mean, it's like they all pull it off. You're all very beautiful, ladies. You're very, you're all very beautiful. Like you, like you definitely like. They all look a lot better than like that one scene from Black Butler. Like, oh, we oh, can't. We, I will, I will blow my head off if I have to talk about Black Butler on this like, fucking podcast. You look like you look like you tried to fight the bodyline clearance rack and lost. Like you are atrocious. Like, girl, like stay away. Helga asks, how big slash detailed are the pale grade gunplas? Wait a minute, that's not a gunpla, that's a person. That's a person, I'm building an old lady. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Ziggy asks, assuming there's ever another Dynasty Warriors Gundam game, what is the funniest side chapter that the G-Witch crew gets and who do they cross over with? Okay, like they said like G-Witch and, or like soup. Uh, wait, they said that like, 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 if if we're sticking G Witch into a Dynasty Warriors game, what Gundam characters? Like, what, 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 me, what series are we gonna mix it with to like have funny interactions? So, what a honey, I would like you to meet my, I would like you to meet your stepfather. Pick whichever, pick whoever you think would be funniest here. I mean, Rambo Rowl's right there. I mean, it's like, but like, Haman would not be like. It. It's like. I mean, I know this is more for, like, super robot wars, but, like, um, Shinji feels like it's now time to take everything he's learned from his ever-growing collection of super robot wars dads and decides it's now his turn to take to take the new kid under his wing. Results may vary. Um, okay, so that's Prospera getting Soleta, stepfather. You fill in the blank about who that would be the funniest. Um, yeah, I, I want... I want, like... Gimme Guell in the in like the Daryl Bald or the Delanza, really either one. Yeah. I want him yeah. hmm. I want him hanging out with Judo and they can both like have brother arcs together. Okay, I was going to say like um Earthhouse ZZ gang interaction. Yes, yes, absolutely. Please. <laughs> The Alans right. meet any of the other, like, cyber new to... Oh, yeah, Alon Al- Al- hangs out with four, and it just goes... F- it's fucked. It's yeah. fucked. Yeah, it's, like, other fucked up... Other, like, varieties of fucked up lab kiddos. Oh, and, um, like, I think this would be really funny. Hiro Yui and Selena Mercury talk. Selena thinks he was giving her dating advice, and she decides to take... Yes. And yes. And Hero was not. Hero was not giving dating advice, and he did not know that that was what he was doing. Oh God, that's good. So. Yeah, this one's in the similar vein. Uh, host of the show Yuria, Yuria ninety three V two or new two, I suppose. Similar topic. Congratulations, you get to guarantee Suleta in the next Super Robot Wars. Which uh, non Gundam franchise that? I think we might have accidentally like combined two of these together. Like, well, I I have I have a fun answer for this specifically. Okay. Uh, which non Gundam franchise that has ever appeared in any Super Robot Wars game would you want to see an interaction a la Shinji and Bright? I want I want Airy and Gridman, digital beings hanging out together. That's so. Have cool. you seen Gridman Phoenix? I have not. It's like on my eternal pile of Mecca. It's okay. It's twelve episodes. It's short. It kicks ass. I I I really want Aerie to hang out in like the fucking wherever. What do they call it in Gridman? Like the digital world, wherever it is. I want Aerie and Gridman to like have a party together. Um, the meta. Hell X Y. It's like <laughs> this is like where I when I was answering the question. It's like Shinji decides it's his turn to take the new kids under his wing. 
And oh, God, no. we, we got we, we keep that motherfucker away. Results uh, may vary. Right. KLXY asks, if G-Wish got its own Zeta, which, what would Suleta's Quattro-Bagina-esque identity be, and how good would Mirin look in Amro's bomber jacket? First of all, Mirin would tear the sleeves off of Amro's bomber jacket. Yeah. It'd yeah. be like a mix. Like, again, it's like, I don't really have, like, in my giant G-Wish pitch, I don't really have Suleta doing any, like, Quattro. That was... That was Elon. That was the artist formerly known as Elon Five's job, and he really does not want to be there. And um, and like Seleta is going around like on her own, trying to figure out like, okay, what is going on? Why did like was my mother dying foul play and also who and also like you told me that the space assembly league tried to bump him off so like i am putting two and two together and it's like mama let's investigate i so i spent this time thinking about what suleta's quattro name would be and i got it it'd be solanum hermes which is like the tomato scientific name and one of the original names for mercury thank you very much like I think Solana Mermaze is like a drag name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. A drag queen name like Quattro Bagina is definitely like a drag king name. Yeah, fucking absolutely. Uh, from Sam, permit score 5318008. What letter should the first permit piece to be revealed have been shaped as, as like with the psycho frame T block? Capital P. Also, Capital, I mean. Also, that number, if you flip it upside down, it spells boobies. I think a lowercase t, because if it's long enough, it can look like a witch's broom. Riddle me this. Uh, so, here's one from uh, someone called Dink Kushranata Evil now in Discord, host of the show, Phoenix. If you had to become the shark clone for the next Gundam show, what would your outfit and mask look like? Um, well, I imagine you have ideas for this. Yeah, like, I actually did, like, draw something. It's, like, again, it's, like, um, I ended up going for, like, what if Jean-Paul Gaultier designed the Gajaller Hajorn, the Gajaller Hajorn, the Gajaller Hajorn uniform? And it's, Mm -hmm. like, based on, like, this one, like, leather jacket from, like, his 1996 collection. And it, like, it has, like, this, like, but it has, like, a longer, like, coat skirt thing and it's like like i kind of ended up going for like okay what if the zaft uniforms did not also look like the other guys uniforms and see because that can get kind of confusing like they look like they're Mm -hmm. all wearing the same thing and it's like i have like this mask it's like silver but it has like little like red detailings like around the nose and it also has like interestingly shaped like black lenses in it and like yeah going to like bleach my hair be bleaching my hair again soon so it's like i just i just gave her like us i just gave like my charsona like a version of my like just like a slightly longer version of my hair when it's like when i have it like bleached. i think for me give me like an oni mask I want. I want to make it look like like a Hanya or an Oni or something. That would you know, be some... so cool. Although, like, you are being a weeb. Like, 
<laughs> it's fucking cool. I'm not gonna apologize for it. It's that, but I'm also wearing like a tank top and basketball shorts. <laughs> Keep them guessing. I gotta, I gotta have a breathable uniform while I'm in the cockpit. You see? I guess it's like, um, I guess we're getting our first Mr. Bushido clone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and l- our last question in the mailbag, another one from Colin. They ask, per Phoenix's immense wisdom of "We never saw Mercury." What do you think is going on over there? Um. Well, whatever they're doing, according to my whole huge pitch, it's like. There's fewer than 10,000 people left. Like, it's, like, kind of, like, pretty much, like, a lot of that stuff is abandoned. And currently, like, right now, on Mercury, they are pissed. Like, whatever Prospera told him she was going to do, she did not do that. And whatever Soleta said, she didn't do that. So they are really mad. They, they got nothing to do. They have this very lucrative permit that they're mining, but I can only imagine, based on every other Gundam show I've seen, that they're not, not that they're not getting a fair shake of the labor that they're creating. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure conditions are quite dire. You probably have a couple of, you know, rich fat cats sitting up top who are collecting all that profit and working the poor actual Mercurians to the bone with it. But uh, I can't imagine it's working out pretty well for them. Yeah, and, like, whatever Prospera said she was going to do, she didn't do it. So, like, they're mad at her. They're mad at Saleta. They're mad at the Space Assembly League. Oh, look, this this group of ladies who just showed up suddenly say they have an idea for what we should do. Like, no idea how you guys ended up here, like. There's only a hundred people on this mining colony, but like what you say sounds really good to me. And yep. I really hope you're not going to turn out to be evil and just like basically use us and use everybody else on all the other planetary fronts to like basically exact your revenge and also yeah. um start off your weird space rock person superiority propaganda yeah. propaganda just, just like jojo's part a it's all rokakaka fruit yeah like whatever uh, whatever that is and you're not going to use it to make us like oh so like because like you turn out and you think you're all better than us because like you're not affected by like all of our like space diseases because you're like rock people and also it, you can become one and also like oh i can we can all just become like you if, this is this, this uh, really is turning into JoJo's Part Eight. <laughs> if we end up, um, if we all end up like die, if we all end up like doing a bunch of stuff with Permit, and I'll be like, and end up being like super like exposed to Permit, and then we die, so you can bring us back as Space Rock people, back from the dead. <clears throat> and that, wow, my voice cracked real bad. <laughs> and that is our. Uh, mailbag. That is everything. This is the pretty much the tail end of our G-Witch coverage. Um, damn, we fucking did it. Good shit. Fun, fun series. Fun talking. I don't want to go. Yeah. Before you do go, though, Phoenix, where can we find you on the internet? I don't think I do, like, Robot of the Week or anything like that for these ones, so we're good to kind of move on to the ending. You can find me at like, you can find links to all my social medias at Neo City 
at dankkushranada.neocities.org. And you can also find me at this place called Nova Labs. Um, we're like a Commonwealth, if you're like around where I am, we're like a Commonwealth of Virginia-based podcast. It's a makerspace. You do like a lot of stuff there. It's like we have like a gym. It's basically just like a gym for like woodshop tools. And yes, my dad is making me say this to like promote his makers. <laughs> All about the grift. Very nice. Yeah, like we teach classes. I hang out there a lot. I'm trying to get started with a gunpla club, but I just keep ending up like running out of energy. And like we've never been really able to like meet up to like actually like plan out. Okay, like so can we do a gunpla club here? And I would really love to see you there someday, Max. I would love to go someday. Yeah, yeah. I have to get you like. I'll have to get you in on, like, the Gunpla Club. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I am at dankkushranada.neocities, dank-kushranada.neocities.org. Hell yeah. I am on Twitter and Tumblr, Maxi Bajili, and I have other shows. Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. That is on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast. Never mind the Trollocs, a Wheel of Time podcast. September's creeping up on us, which is kind of wild. Uh... Tune in for that at NVM The Trollocs on Twitter. Slappers Only Pod on Twitter is my video game music showdown podcast titled Slappers Only. Uh, those shows are all on Noise Space. No, Trollocs isn't, but many of my shows are on noisespace.xyz, a podcast network, including this one. Uh, this show is on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast. Discord links are in the Twitter header and episode descriptions. Um, and that's everything. Well, Phoenix, it has been a pleasure. Very fun talking about G-Witch and as I prosperous style push you out into space with a little keychain blinking. As we always say, war is bad. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, lesbians. Let's go, lesbians. (laughs) Let's go.